You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Strongest Town Contest is an opportunity to highlight some of the great things that are happening in cities, towns, and neighborhoods across the country. This week we are in week we are in round three, which is a final four. These four cities have been selected by you, our audience, from an initial list of sixteen, and we're asking you to help us narrow that list to two. You can do that by going to strongtowns.org, clicking on Strongest Town Contest, and casting your vote. Voting in round three ends Wednesday night at midnight, so don't delay. One of our final four towns is Sandusky, Ohio, a city of about 25,000 on the shores of Lake Erie. I have on the line with me from Sandusky, uh, Ryan Whaley and Eric Whoopser. Welcome, uh, you two guys. Thanks a lot. Glad to be here. Good to be on the call with you. Now, Sandusky narrowly upset what was my top team, Hayes, Kansas. <laughs> I've got a long history with Hayes, and I, I, I kind of was cheering for them. And then you guys, you barely beat them. And I thought, okay, all right, now you're going up against San Marcos, which had just a huge outturning in the first round. And I thought, okay, how's this going to go? And then you beat San Marcos. I, I, I want to know when you go up against Hoboken now, and I'll start with you, Ryan. You, are you feeling uh, confident uh, in, in where you're at? I know we're feeling cautiously confident. Um, I would I would say the uh, both uh, with Hayes and San Marcos, um, you know, checking out those towns, they're both very cool places. But uh, we really have a uh, lot of folks engaging in social media. Um, Eric and myself, uh, my wife, we uh, we really went to a lot of businesses in town and asked asked for their help. Uh, the staff over at Cedar Point helped us out, so we we, we pulled out some big guns to uh, to keep the voting going. That's fantastic. Eric, I, I want to start with you. Can you give us your story a little bit? Sure. Uh, tell us how you came to live in Sandusky. Yeah, actually, I'm a Sandusky native, uh, and going back at least to the, the late 19th century, and uh, not unlike a lot of young Sanduskians, I think, that I grew up with, I, I think it be thought of it as a great place to grow up, to throw some stuff back. Um, we wanted to go away and, and see the world. And ultimately, uh, I did that as did many of our friends. And I think, you know, a lot of my friends uh, at families that worked in places like the, the heavy manufacturing that was there at the time. And a lot of that sort of went away, which I think, uh, you know, kind of gave more credence to that narrative of that was a great place to go up, but not necessarily a place to go back to. Although the life took me in a few different directions after college uh, and ultimately law school. And I fell in love with cities and ended up in Cleveland, first working in the mayor's office and then in a community development corporation for revitalizing the universe of Cleveland called Ohio City. But in fact, uh, Cleveland's own revitalization is becoming more apparent uh, and exciting. More and more, I kind of see people call back to industry and their trips home became more frequent. And I would find, uh, you know, more and more opportunities, more and more things happening. I stories like Ryan and his wife opening businesses. So I started to feel, which I think is a common theme in Sandusky, that the skills I had picked up and kind of coming globalized to seeing other parts of the world, I thought would be best put to use in Sandusky. And I think Sandusky's recent uh, transformation is built on historic assets, but is also 
being uh, carried out by people with some kind of investors who went out, saw the world, picked up some skills, picked up some ideas, and then in their own way are putting those to work back in their hometown. Ryan, what's your story? How'd you come to live there? Um, you know, my, my story is similar, uh, similar to Eric's. I, I grew up in this dusty area as well, uh, but uh, very much like him. Uh, you know, I turned 18, and I, I wanted to go uh, go adventure, see the world. Um, so I did the same thing. I traveled. I lived in uh, Key West, Florida for a while. Um, I lived in South Carolina um, um, as a boat captain, which I acquired my captain's license in the dusty because I, was, I grew up there. Um, and we're on the lake. Um, and then I went out and kind of lived a sea bomb and then I returned uh, to the to college for a while and then ended up as the uh, PR director out at Keystone, Colorado uh, for a lot of my career. But um, my wife and I always had ties back to Sandusky, of course, with the family. But we started to see uh, the, this change in Sandusky as restaurants opened and started to come back into the family. We said, you know, this is really a beautiful place. And we forgot the water is amazing and there's so much to do. And um, with you know, the way technology is now, uh, we could, I, could, I could start my own company in Sandusky. Uh, and so we did that uh, because I just needed to buy a computer for that. That was the first start. Um, and then we ended up opening a little speakeasy bar uh, in town. And now we are uh, building a waterfront hotel in Sandusky. And it's, it's, it's amazing the comeback, but it's also amazing how the community has treated us since we've been back. We've only been back for four years now. And they have just supported everything, and it's really been impressive. So I think that's, that's kind of the same, the same story uh, with a lot of folks, like Eric has said. We have a lot of folks our age that are, we're talking, well, Eric and I, are, we're talking mid-30s to early, or late 20s are, are going, you know, I remember Sandusky, and now they're coming back and visiting, and they're seeing these things that they thought they could only get in a New York or a Denver or L.A., but they're all in Sandusky, and they're all walking distance. It's just a, it's just a neat feeling. So you, you actually lived in Key West, and I actually lived in Key West. You yeah. chose you chose Sandusky over Key West. <laughs> What's amazing? Well, I do like the sea. As beautiful as Key West is, uh, you know, I like to see snowflakes once in a while. But but the similarities between uh, waterfront boating communities are amazing. As a matter of fact, near Sandusky we have our Lake Erie Island, which is just a Putin Bay and Kelly's Island. Uh, which is a big ask to us. The ferry boats that go to those islands are based in Sandusky. And so you have this contingent of employees that work in the Sandusky area in the summertime, and then they come down to the southern cities in the winter, and then they go back and forth, and it, it, it's kind of it's neat. So you see a lot of the same people that you see in the U.S. Uh, around Sandusky in July. It's, it's a neat, it's a neat uh, just, just kind of story. All right, let's say that I'm, I'm coming to visit Sandusky. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up. I want to know, and I'll start with Eric here. I'd like to know if I'm going to get the full Sandusky experience, the real authentic thing. uh, What what are a couple things you're going to have me do while I'm there? I think if you're coming to Sandusky, Ryan mentioned one of them in his discussion about Sandusky. You have to get out on Lake Erie and Sandusky Bay and hit the Lake Erie Island. I think it is such a unique, uh, the geography of not only being on a great lake, but being on a great lake with uh, that, that bay and those islands is not something that anyone would expect of the Midwest. And ultimately, that is something that really makes us unique, is there is a feel of this you know, truly waterfront community. You, get on, you can get on a ferry boat, one of three ferry boats uh, that run from downtown Sebastian. You can go to an island that's actually part of Canada. You can go to Kelly's Island. You can go to Put Bay. 
and really be transported to another place. So the island is clearly one of them. I'd say the historic um, downtown of Sandusky is another place. We have a wonderful uh, uh, architecture. Uh, there's a, a limestone quarry based in Sandusky. It's a beautiful 19th century stone building. Uh, an incredible amount of them for a city of our size really make up the downtown and it's right on Sandusky Bay. So you can't help but soak in that history in that downtown. Uh, and that's a unique thing as well because I think there's still an architecture. And then finally, uh, the tourism industry uh, probably got embodied by Cedar Point. You know, Cedar Point's going to turn 150 years old in 2020. The city itself is having a spike in 2018. And that is a, a you know, a historic amusement park and the history is still there, but it's also very cutting edge. Just this summer, they'll have another record breaking roller coaster there. So that's the largest uh, seasonal amusement park in the world. And they continue to push the industry forward. And unlike most amusement parks, uh, which are kind of tucked away off of highway interchanges, they sit on a beautiful peninsula right on Lake Erie and have the historic hotel breakers, which you get at the 100 year old hotel right on the lake with the beach that gets the easy access to the park. So if I had to pick three things, it'd be the islands in Lake Erie, it'd be Cedar Point, and it'd be our historic downtown. Ryan, what would you, would you have anything to add to that list? Uh, yeah, I actually thought yeah, it was just a, a few things. The islands, I absolutely agree with uh, with Eric. As a matter of fact, sometimes we're, uh, we talk about Key West. We're collectively known as the Key West of the Midwest. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, the, in, in, the town, in the town itself, uh, one of the things that I, I think is, is fantastic is the walkability aspect and all of these things that are happening. I, I, I think a, a kind of a walk tour through downtown is very important. Uh, there's, uh, there's great food. There's great restaurants. But we have a really, really unique park system. There's uh, amazing parks throughout town, and Eric can probably talk a little bit more than I, about the details of it than I can. But the uh, it feels like kind of like a downtown Savannah um, in the summertime. In the wintertime, they're just beautiful um, because of the way they're decorated and uh, and just kind of the way it feels. So there's a bunch of interconnected parks, and they're not just the waterfront; they're throughout the entire community. So I think a walk through that, a walk around the different restaurants uh, and the different shops and museums and things like that is a very important part of uh, visiting Sandusky. No. And I would just add, you know, Ryan mentioned that park system. Uh, we have a wonderful greenhouse in Sandusky that takes care and does uh, planning of that park system. But one of the unique features of it is it's all patterned after a Masonic tree grid. So one of only cities in the country that actually has that Masonic tree grid pattern. And that really informs kind of uh, the regularly shaped parks scattered throughout the city. Uh, and Ryan, actually, his waterfront hotel, he's opening the Hotel Stillborn, is named after the Freemasons. Uh, that laid that street grid out. That is certainly one of our more unique attributes. Now, no city is perfect, and we're not trying to find the perfect city. We, you know, we we understand that everything is a work in progress. Um, I'd like to know from the two of you, and maybe we can start this one with Ryan. What, what's something that you think that Sandusky can do better? You know, I think that, that the issue that Sandusky has had over the years is uh, very similar to some other, uh, you know, communities is where uh, the kind of wayfinding and connectivity can be a little bit difficult. If you're not in downtown Sandusky, the city proper, you get kind of lost. And, of course, our Masonic symbol that we talked about, is, as much as we celebrate that and use the history about, about it, um, it can also make the streets a little confusing once in a while. But uh, I know that that's a big part of what uh, Eric and the current city leaders are working on to bring that connectivity and make it uh, kind of blend even closer with the area around it. Eric, what do you think that Sandusky could improve on? 
you know, Sandusky, uh, having spent a lot of time in Cleveland and coming home to Sandusky, you realize that a lot of these northern uh, post-industrial cities are facing very similar challenges in that, uh, one, we have a lot of diversity. That diversity hasn't been done as well integrated as it needs to be. We need to make sure that we're connecting people from different backgrounds to each other as much as possible and that we're seeing uh, the celebration of that diversity and, and, and all of the opportunity that that can create. Uh, we do have uh, an incredible amount of diversity uh, in addition to a strong African-American population. Uh, there are over 5,000 international uh, students who come seasonally to Sandusky to work, and we think that's a unique opportunity not to treat them just as, as summer health, but instead to integrate them and, and bring more vitality to the city. But I also think that in addition to that, we need to make sure that we're thinking uh, in forward uh, motion type ways because we were able to depend on manufacturing for so long it is often thought that people would like to go back to the future. And while manufacturing is still a really important part of our economy, we also have those wonderful destination assets that would be supportive of entrepreneurs opening a variety of different types of businesses. And so ultimately what we need to, to have the courage to do, I think, as a city, and that has begun with the leadership of our city commission, our business community, and our residents, is to be able to embrace a future that might not look exactly like our past, but has the potential to be justified. I, I'm I'm I'd like to know from each of you, and kind of in, in a short answer kind of way, is if if you had to point to one thing that made Sandusky stand out as a strong town, what what would that one thing be? And maybe Ryan, we can start with you on this one. Um, you know, for the strong town contest specifically, I would say determination, which we discussed a little bit at the beginning. The way. Uh, we were, it was St. Patrick's Day, and a, a lot of us were sitting around enjoying a pint of Guinness at the uh, corner, uh, corner Little Irish Bar downtown, and we saw that we were behind by uh, a couple hundred points or whatever it was, the Hines uh, Case, Kansas. Everybody jumped on their cell phone. Everybody started making phone calls. Next thing you know, the superintendent of the school system is uh, on Facebook. Uh, the staff over at Cedar Point was on Twitter, and I think it just really demonstrates the type of people that are in Sandusky. And that's one of the reasons why that why it well moved forward and really continue to be an amazing place. Eric, what's the what's the one thing that makes Sandusky stand out as a strong town? Well, I think what Ryan said is absolutely it. For people, and, and because of that, what I would say is when I see the list of cities that we're competing against, I think some of those cities might be physically a little further along than us in the transformation. But what is so special in Sandusky right now is we're in the present having that moment where collectively in the community we believe in our future again, and we've got people from every sector, from every walk of life believing, and it's really hard to uh, measure the impact that that psychological change and that feeling of progress is having. And I think Ryan is a great example of this concept has been something that we've been able to rally around because we finally have our swagger back. It's fantastic. I, I, I'm so thankful that you guys entered the tournament and have, have been this successful. I'm, I'm really interested in getting to Sandusky and checking it out. I, I, I want to ask, have either of you ever been to Hoboken? You got any, any thoughts on your competition this round? I well, haven't been to Hoboken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been to Hoboken. I've been to um, some other places in New Jersey that I've been really impressed with. Um, as a matter of fact, even a, a town that has a bad reputation, 
Uh, I did a tall ship festival. That's part of the things, uh, one of my jobs. And they were in the Camden, New Jersey waterfront. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that was a community that was very impressive, what they have done with a, with a rough desertification and how they're trying to rebuild their town. So if they're, uh, if they're like the Camden folks, uh, I, I think that, uh, that we could definitely have to uh, make sure that we're, uh, we're, we're, we're doing our job to get the votes out there. And like Ryan, I've, I've not been to Hoboken, but I actually have friends uh, from college and law school who have lived in Hoboken, so I've heard a lot about it. I know that it's a really special place where a lot of people from many communities have come together in New Jersey and are making a strong community. I think that New Jersey has a very similar spirit to Ohio and that we're tough and that we're off the line, but we kind of wear that as a badge of honor, and so I look forward to a really friendly competition uh, with the city of Hoboken and into visiting in the future. Well, I tell you what, congratulations on, on making it to the Final Four. I really appreciate you guys taking the time, and uh, good luck. I mean, I hope, uh, I hope we're chatting uh, at the end of the week, um, you know, on the video cast for you guys in the championship. I, I uh, wish you well. Thank you very much. We're, we're excited to have you there soon. Hey, that'd be fantastic. Both <laughs> All right, thanks, you guys. Take care. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's a story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.